And I said, create, create. Don't think about financial success. Don't think about you know being acclaimed. Don't think about any of just if you really want to write, just write and keep on writing. Later on, if you're good, later on, it'll work out. And, uh, and usually I have found that, I mean, when I was just starting out, I never wrote anybody. I wrote one, uh, one letter to Ray Bradbury telling him how much I liked this, uh, what became Fire Fahrenheit 451, and he was very gracious when he wrote, wrote back to me. But I never, people, guys I graduated from college, they'd say, well, how long are you going to give it? Or the mother of one that would say, when are you going to go get some wake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, I would just stare at them. I, I had had ambitions to do different things, compose among others, songwrite among others. I chose writing. And once I had chosen that, no, nothing anybody told me would mean a thing to me. And horror, I've never, I suppose, I, I hate the word horror. Well, I would, to me, the, the word horror is visceral. It means it makes you sick to your stomach. It's, you know, it can be done brilliantly as an alien with that thing. Yeah, the chest. But that's horror. That's horror. Terror gets you in the mind. That Val used to do terror. You don't have to show anything to scare the hell out of people. Yeah, from the five to the six, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. Police ain't gon' leave me alone On a plane by the visit Glen Rock Me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding Cause we might get caught up in a riot Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Real love to see it, dudes rocking Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip Who you with? Welcome back to the Gain of Fiction Lab. This is volume 19. Um, you know, last time we got to 18, and that was, a, that was a big milestone. One thing I thought that would happen, this is foolish on my part, I thought the haters would just shut up, but they, they kept going. They just kept going. They said he'd never get to 19. And not only did we get to 19, but we're going to get spooky on the haters today. This is a Halloween, two-part Halloween Gain of Fiction special. Um, two-part meaning it's just going to be two episodes for the month. Um, today's subject matter today's source material the subject matter is haunted houses and the paranormal and weird manifestations and all that stuff uh but the book is hell house by richard matheson from 1973 now joining me for the first time now i, I put out an open invitation i said hey anybody want to read some scary books these aren't on my list i just did a couple scary books um does anyone want to do it and i was very very pleased that these two gentlemen jumped out rather quick uh, and said I, they were up for the task. Uh, reading a book is not uh, something that's um, it's not just like showing up on a podcast. You got to read. You got to, you know, look stuff up and do all that kind of stuff. But I got two guys and they got names. These guys are like Sun employees from 2005. Cody and Nate. They're both here. What's <laughs> up, fellas? Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Happy October. Happy spooky season to all who celebrate. Yes. Yeah. Now, it's... now let's start with Cody. Cody, you you have a podcast, correct? I do. Yes. I, you're you're a white male, don't they all? Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Don't they all? I mean, it's like it's birthright it gets, for us. It's birthright. It gets for like us. no views, and I just do it for fun. So it's it's a white boy podcast, of course, dude. 
to be honest it's that <laughs> that's when good. the best stuff when nobody's watching that's the best stuff that usually comes out we, i'll say that much we say yeah. the edgiest stuff in fact our third episode we have the three letters kys in the title and so if you click on the video on youtube it gives you the youtube suicide hotline shit mm. <laughs> It was, it was about Harakiri, the Japanese samurai movie about killing yourself. Right. So it was I, feel like, I feel like I feel like I feel like suicide stuff should be cool if it's Japanese. Like, Everything's like, cool if it's Japanese. Yeah, oh, it like yeah, yeah it just, is. just like on YouTube, YouTube should just go, oh, it's it's Japanese. You know, uh, right. Like, yeah, of course. They, 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 it's more honorable. Like I was just watching uh, Yakuza <laughs> last night, the, uh, the Paul Schrader. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Sydney, we just... Sydney Pollock. Yeah, I, I think I might have watched it because I saw you post about it. Um, yeah. Great movie. Uh, but it's uh, so it, good. It, but it's just like, man, they make like cutting fucking your finger off look so cool. And like, I'm like, yeah. I don't do that when I'm next time I mess up um but what what's it called what's your podcast called let's get you some views it's called sense of life which is a pun uh we're both objectivists and we wanted to do a podcast that was not the typical like objectivist content podcast which can be kind of dry for non-objectivists and so we just wanted to talk about movies and shit that we liked and sense of life is taken from this uh essay that Ayn Rand wrote called Don't Let It Go about and she talks about the American sense of life mm. and then we changed it to sense like two cents giving gotcha. two cents about something yeah and where can everybody find that you said there's some YouTube uh, YouTube on uh, we're on Apple and Spotify yeah well word of advice to anybody that's like I don't know if I should start a podcast well look there's a lot of them there's it's definitely a, a flooded market but yep. that being said if you do start one, just talk about things that you like. Don't worry about doing all these. Oh, I got it. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. No, just talk about things you like. It's it, people can always tell when you're like trying to like something or trying to appeal to something. But if you're just genuinely talking about stuff that you like, it always sounds the best. Um, now, also joining us is like part two of the the 2005 mall store employee crew uh, 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 <laughs> is Nate. And um, Nate, I, I've I'm. You, you don't have a podcast, correct? Correct. Okay, you don't. But you you are one of those... Correct me if I'm wrong here. I, you're uh, an unapologetic letterboxed user. Thank you, Glenn. I am. Yeah. Oh, me too. Speak on letterbox awesome. and why it's not the devil. Because I, I, don't, I don't have okay. an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it at all. I mean, I, I have an issue with people on there, but that's... They'll always find a way to be dumb, no matter the platform. So, but please, let, uh, what, what is cool about letterboxed? So I don't think it was even suspect of being the devil until maybe the last year or so. I don't know how it got. I don't know if it's cool right now or something, but I know more people are using it. But it was just um, it was just a space where you just could write tons about movies and that didn't really exist. And uh, now it does. And it's cool. And you I mean, I think it's a good way to catalog. I, I need to get on yeah. good Goodreads because I, I just want to catalog the stuff that I've read. I don't even necessarily. I mean, look, I'm in a. This is how I review books is on the show. I, I I would just like. I think it's just a good way to catalog, and you can just look back like end of the year and be like, oh yeah, that movie. Oh cool, you know that that type of thing. Because it's like Reddit, man. Like there's awesome stuff on Reddit, but there's also Reddit stuff on Reddit. You yeah, know, like it's exactly, just there's, yeah. like, there's like you can see a review that's the really shitty like. Mm -hmm. um, this movie's problematic kind of reviews and there's my reviews which no one reads <laughs> right right it, it, and it's it's like for me i look i i just saw a, a 
in the last year or so, I'm a little bit newer to like film discussion stuff. I, I so I, I didn't know that like Letterboxd was like deemed bad. But I'm like, I've seen some cool stuff on there. I mean, yeah, I've also seen bad stuff, but I've seen some like helpful information and be like, yeah, other recommendations within the film. Like you, you could follow a cool. Nate, plot. What is your letterbox? Where can people find that? Um, just to your feed. So, yeah, I am a letterbox.com slash legitinate l e g i t i nate n a t e, and that would be um the same as my Twitter handle too, where I talk about movies as well. Excellent Twitter account. Highly recommend following both of these gentlemen on there. And um, really Cody, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, we just kind of put this, we, we we put this crew together and I'm I'm happy. I actually like doing this. I kind of like when people jump up and say, I'll read something. I, I, I like that rather than like assigning people stuff because it just yeah, never yeah. quite, never quite works out. So look, I think both of you guys might have more of an experience with this genre uh, of horror than I do. I'm, I usually just read like Stephen King growing up um, and uh, the movies I, I've, I've, I've seen pretty much all the all the basic bitch horror movies, I, I think. Uh, a lot of the slashers. I've seen the the Omen, the uh, and you know, burn offerings as I'm doing in two weeks. But like a couple yeah. of uh, what are some what are some horror movies that like maybe some people don't know about from from both of you guys like that that if you were to try to impress somebody with like a horror movie uh, recommendation that they haven't seen, what would you guys use? Well, um, you be surprised how how few people have seen rosemary's baby but they should be they should be <laughs> okay i won't say it but they that, is that even a is that a horror movie i guess it is i i mean it's a it's a horror thriller it's a thr- yeah. it's, uh, i go between that and chinatown for polanski's best movie mm. um i covered polanski's worst movie on my podcast called uh, it's called what question mark is that the john c riley one no that's not the john c Reilly no that's a uh, carnage okay uh, what is this like italian sex comedy and it's like incoherent <laughs> yeah he he just anything anytime he decides he's going to do comedy it's just it's a just a miss because these movies already yeah. have so much funny things that just happen in them in right, his yeah. movies that are not comedy it's like for me like i love peter gabriel but whatever peter gabriel's like i'm gonna make a powerful song and then he makes like a about then it then it just be, it becomes shit because he's trying to do that. Whereas when he just decides to make a fun song, it is super powerful. And yeah, um, yeah. but give me give me a horror. Okay, you, Rosemary's Baby. I I hopefully sure, hopefully yeah. the listeners have seen Rosemary's Baby. Give me another yeah. one. Give me one. Give me one that's like maybe even one you're like quasi embarrassed by or something. You know, like one of those like two thousand four like weird ones. You know. Uh, any Eli Roth, like I, I'm not embarrassed by this at nice. all, but he's fantastic. Hostel, Hostel Two, The Green Inferno. Green Inferno. Uh, What's the one where the the activist is like in like the third world? The Green country? Inferno. The Green yeah, Inferno. That's Green Inferno. Yeah. I need to see that. It, it is. I, it is yes. amazing. It okay. is a remake of Cannibal Holocaust, but instead mm. of like uh, '70s libtards, it's like the early 2010s libtards. Like yes. Eli Roth was so like like early on this shit when it first started like because green inferno came out in 2013 well it didn't come out he finished it in 2013 had some issues with like distri- distribution and it came out in 2015 but 2013 was like the start of all of the what eventually became woke quote-unquote thing 
Mm. And Green Inferno is just a movie about how libtards should get killed by cannibals and eaten. And it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That's a perfect recommendation because I that's one I actually need to I need me personally need to go see. Nate, what about you? Give me give me as many as you can. Okay, I have to go straight for the the trauma and the jugular with this one, but I I don't think it's been topped yet. Um, Martyrs from yeah. two thousand eight yeah. and Ooh. Inside from two thousand seven. Oh my god, yeah, Inside Martyrs. Amazing. I don't I I don't know either of these films at all. I those are yeah. I think um, if you're open to it and. Yeah, those are just really extreme horror films that really like push the envelope. And I think wow. the envelope is still where they set it. And it's been over a decade, which is impressive. Yeah. It, they, interesting. And what was the other one? Of, well, I'm sorry. What was oh, the other one? Just so I'm right. These are for me. I'm, I'm, I asked it. This is a trick question. It was all for me to watch good horror <laughs> movies. But uh, what, what was for the other sure, one? Man. Uh, it's called Inside. Inside Horror. Yeah. Got and it. Also, Ben, I think you would have a really cool uh, Goodreads and Letterboxd you want to make those. i think i think i'm gonna make the move i think it's time to make yeah. the move to, yeah. to to do that i especially for this just a chronicle like i mean another re- good one uh, what's that? not quite in this vein but uh there is a mario baba movie called the whip in the body with christopher lee mm. cool i gotta see uh, that and it's like christopher lee doing this like sadomasochistic whip thing and i I'm not 100% sure on this, but there is a scene in Clint Eastwood's High Plains Drifter oh, that feels like it's ripped straight from this movie. Wow. Totally different movies. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I I wonder if Clint saw The Whip in the Body and took that shot from it. Or maybe it wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised at all. Um that sweet. Well, that's good. Now now I got now I got my October movie list going. So yeah. <laughs> this is how I win. Um so Let's get to today's subject matter today. So I had had you had, we're talking about Hell House. This is by Richard Matheson. Mm-hmm. I was looking for I, I'm I'm just a like a 70s file. So I, I just love I love that Hell decade, yeah. uh, particularly late 70s. But I, I've I've grown to be just loving of the whole decade. Um, and I love 70s horror. I also hate the sneering tone that horror fans talk about the 70s horror um which i would like to get into at some point today because it's very exploitative it's very misogynistic blah 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 we've heard it all um we've we've heard it all but hmm, i I wonder why we still talk about that stuff maybe because it has some staying power maybe people have some have have some staying power but today we're doing hell house by richard matheson had either of you guys even heard of this book heard of the uh, anything what was your familiarity i'd heard about richard matheson of course but i i hadn't heard of hell house um, I I hadn't even heard of the movie, the director, or anything. Like it was, it was a whole new thing for me. Yeah. What about you, Nate? I read I Am Legend and I loved it as a kid. And I think I attempted to read Hell House. I didn't finish it. And I read um, Button Button and some of the stories around the time that Cameron Diaz adaptation of it came out. And I liked them a lot. And I um. I like Tell House a lot too. Yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, I was just looking for this. I, I even, just, I just did like kind of some like low IQ, like what's the best horror novel? I just like Googled that, <laughs> and this yeah. kept showing up on a lot of people's lists, and it was the one that I didn't see that had some like crazy movie adaptation, like uh, well known movie adaptation, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah. And and so I was kind of like, that's interesting. Then I look up Richard Matheson, 
and see that he wrote one of my favorite Twi Twilight Zone episodes, The Man on the Plane with William Shatner, um, which is an incredible episode of Twilight Zone. He's written some early like OG Star Trek episodes too. I think he's an industry guy's guy, basically. I don't. I was talking to Cody before we got on here. It was kind of like doesn't really seem like he gets a lot of love mainstream wise like the you know the, obviously the stephen kings the you know uh ann rice a lot of these other people that that get a lot of love but richard matheson stephen king himself said that he was he felt maybe most inspired as a writer from his contemporaries by richard matheson because richard matheson yeah. put the horror like right in a place that you might know you know, like make it it's not just this like cosmic galaxy crazy situation. It's like, no, this is a house. This is like a creepy looking house you might walk by or at least drive by, take the wrong turn and and come down there. And uh, and and these are all relatively normal people, these characters that are in here. So I would um, highly recommend reading it. I, I thought I found it to be very fun. A lot of the books I've been reading here lately have required a lot more of a uh meta narrative what's the meta narrative what's this what's that and i was kind of nice for me to just read like a nice linear plot things happening novel and yeah. um things happen they <laughs> happen and i was hoping the whole time when i read this i said i hope to god that this actually gets fucking disgusting and it did it got it, disgusting it, yeah, yeah. it goes it's, it goes somewhere it's and it's shocking there's some yeah. shocking <laughs> shit in there. Like, I was like, damn. I thought it was like, because, you know, sometimes with the 70s, people get a little tame sometimes. Like, there's certain authors that are, I perhaps maybe we, I answered the question why this didn't blow up a little more. Because there is some, Stephen King's, Stephen King was able to do his own kind of weird, shocking things. But like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. R Richard was, Richard was cooking in this one. I'm going to say that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> say that much. But um, yeah, just to sum up the plot of it real fast or at least the premise um yep. there's an eccentric billionaire who's uh deutsch or something his last name douche or something like that he's yeah. uh he's passed he's uh on his deathbed summons a uh a physicist uh a guy who is symp sympathetic to parapsychology um still still very much a still very much fucking loves science but um <laughs> he is summoned by this billionaire to go to the Belasco house, which immediately oh stops everything like, oh, my gosh, like the Belasco house. And you don't know what that is. But our protagonist or one of them knows exactly what it is. And it's like, whoa, for real? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing anymore. And they're like, yeah, no, I know two other groups have done have gone there. It hasn't ended well, but I need you to find the secret of it because the guy's dying. And perhaps there's a secret as far as immortality or at least your spirit living forever inside the house that you live in. So this billionaire really wants to know. Uh, I don't even know if he's a billionaire. He might even like it's 1970, so he might have like 28 million dollars or something, and just be that rich. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's possible. But uh, he's definitely uh, uh, big like that. But he doesn't get to pick his crew. Um, he doesn't get to pick his crew, and he has to do a week in the Belasco Hell House. Uh, they, the the billionaire summons. Uh, Florence Tanner, who is a like a spiritual, a new age Christian lady. First off, Florence Tanner, if you're alive spiritually out there, uh, come on, Rare Candy. We would love to have you. She's <laughs> wonderful. Um, uh, she, I'm really, really connected with her character. Got to slide into the DMs for that one. Absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she has come on like in some form or another. Like, I don't know. We've had a few guests that reminded me of her. But uh, right, yeah. th then um, then there's there's Eddie Fisher who is a uh 
he is the lone survivor of the 1940 fiasco at the Hell House. Yeah. Um, and he is supposed to be one of the most sensitive, like powerful mediums. So it is basically assumed that he's going to be able to sense whatever's going on in there uh, better than almost anybody. So uh, our protagonist is kind of like, ah, all right, I guess if that's my crew, whatever, I need this, this, and this. The guy's like, hey, whatever you need. Then he's like, I got, then all of a sudden he's like, I gotta tell the wife about this. And uh, so Edith comes into play and Edith's like, well, I'm going with you because we've never been apart. And then there's that, I don't know if you guys remember that harrowing story of like Edith the last time he left. You just listened to a preview of one of our premium episodes. And to get access to the full thing, you got to be a paid subscriber to the Rare Candy Substack. That's rarecandy.substack.com. It's only $5 a month or $55 for the whole year. You get one month free if you do the whole year. You get access to premium Rare Candy episodes, my podcast, The Glen Word, and whatever the hell else we want to charge people for. Uh, again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. Thanks again.